Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Coach Red, where we bring you all the news, stories, takes, and opinions about your favorite teams from the Pacific North Fresh, from the good to the bad to the Mariners. The Mariners, baby. Let's go. Let's talk Come about on, those end GD it. Mariners right now. Let's talk about Mariners. Let's go. M's, 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 M's. So if you're looking for someone to bring you fire takes and bring some fire from the right side, Straight the flamethrower himself, the cheddar cheddar cheese balls, the high cheese. Orange. Me, it's me, your boy, <laughs> Coach Red. Hair might be orange, might be red, or as my daughter says, it's brown, but... <laughs> Keep that word out your mouth, girl. <laughs> me, your boy, Stay Coach true. Red. You can find me on Twitter at the Real Coach Red, on Instagram at the Real underscore Coach Red. Or if you're looking for someone that's a little bit more crafty, might lay down a speed power drag butt. Oh, You'd be looking for your boy, Lefty France. It's me. What up, peeps? You can uh, follow me on Instagram at dfrance13, on Twitter at leftyfrance. Follow the pod at Coach Red Pod. Did you write it down this week after last week? Like I have it written in my, yeah. in, my in my production notes. Yeah, yep. make sure <laughs> keep it C- in there. O a c h. R-E-D-P-O-D. Exactly. Nailed it. Yep. We got it. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it, and to it. And Rob Manfred, do it, to it, and the lockout. Stop talking about cutting an entire minor league team and cutting 30 players from your minor league roster. Stop coming back with these BS proposals. Let's get spring training going. Let's listen to this. Coach Red Pod does maths. Let's talk about that. All right. So 156 games in the season, right? So you roughly sit there and go 78 home games per team. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's say you have 10,000 fans in the stands. That's a very low number. And let's say your average ticket price is 30 bucks a ticket. That puts your take home, not including TV deals, nothing like that. Walk in the door, pay to get in the door is $22.3 million. That's That's not including anything else. And that's a low attendance number. And that's a low average ticket price number. That's the maths I did earlier today. So guess what? The owners aren't hurting Rob Manfred. Get these players back on the field. Yeah, that's a lot of cash. It's a lot of cash. And you know what? Sometimes when you you could sleep on a bed full of cash, like our (laughs) best listener, Denise. Denise, (laughs) this is a Mariners episode. We're going to be talking about baseball. You can fall asleep in three, two, one. 
Night, night, Denise. <laughs> All right. We're talking about the Mariners tonight. And what we're going to talk about is we're going to highlight about eight players. And we're going to talk about realistic expectations after they get out of the lockout. Some of these guys are younger. Some are a little bit more established veterans. But we want to put forth a goal for them this year that we think is realistic that can ultimately bring your Seattle Mariners back to the playoffs. And I think if we're talking about optimism and we are talking about potential, the first person we have to talk about is Jared Kelnick. Agreed. All right, let's let's start off reading some last year's statistics. So Jared Kelnick had 337 at-bats. He had 61 hits, 13 doubles, 14 dingers. That's a lot. And had an average of 181 and clocked in with six stolen bases. Full sample size out of a rookie, you wouldn't think that's too impressive. Came up with the Mariners earlier in the season than anticipated. Struggled mightily out of the gate. Got set back down to AAA. Came back. Had one of the better Septembers. I think he batted above 250. Had seven home runs. Was a key cog to the playoff push that ultimately fell short. So, if we're looking at realistic expectations, we're talking about a guy throughout the minors that has been a high average, high power player. So, Coach Red's goals for Jared Kelnick. Jared Kelnick, go ahead, feel free, put this on a piece of paper, put it on your mirror. You can look at it every morning and sit there and go, these are my goals. Coach Red said it. I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna look at it into existence. So goals for Jared Kelnick. For me, this average might be a hair high, but I think with his contact rate throughout the minors, that is very feasible, is Jared Kelnick should bat about 275. Yeah, I could see it. Last year, Needed, basically honestly. half a season hits 13 homers. I think that he is very capable of hitting 25 homers, if not 30. He'll have a Sorry. lot more at bats. Sorry, it was 14 homers. 14 homers. I think that he can get 25 to 30, no problem. It and was he'll have a lot more at bats for sure. Exactly. And then 13 doubles, I think he should be able to get 25 doubles. So increase that rate. Jared Kelnick is a speedy guy in the base pass. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I think about the Mariners, especially with how I project their lineup to sit, is at least early or later in the season that he's going to be hitting in the bottom part of the lineup. So he might not have the RBI numbers that most guys will have, but I do look for him to be more aggressive on the base paths. He has good speed. Last year he clocked in with six, six stolen bases, and I'm looking for him to get around 15 in a full season. Really yeah. get the base, pa- base pass moving. Jesus. <laughs> I'm really looking for Jared Kelnick to get moving on the base paths. There you go. Nailed it. Words. They're tough. So the other thing last year with Jared Kelnick, um, in the field and at the plate, he ended up clocking in a negative 1.7 win above replacement, which I think that most pundits out there, including myself, think that that's totally out of the question. That takes a lot into the 
inexplicable errors that I think that he was pressing on in the outfield and his early season struggles where he fought to get to that 181 average, which is below the Mendoza line, AKA 200. So full season, he should definitely be above that. And I expect him to inverse that wins above replacement and go from a negative 1.7 to at minimum a plus 1.7. Yeah. I see that. Lefty. Who uh lefty France? Who is yeah. the first guy you're gonna talk about? Um, maybe my guy Ty France. My my cousin Good call. long lost cousin. Brother uh, from another yeah, mother. Exactly. So last last season he clocked in at a 291 average and I really think that he could get that up to 310, 315 on at a really good season. I think that's a fair, fair average. And I I see a lot more doubles in him, truthfully. Like 32. I I power number to match it up too. Yeah. Get those home runs maybe up from 18 to a 22, 23. You got to replace cut like. We, we talk about yeah. Kyle Seeger's 35 home runs last year and 100 RBIs, but Ty France was legitimately a month and a half with a banged-up wrist, tried playing yeah. through it for two to three weeks, spent 14 days on the IR, and was still, you know, two weeks after that getting comfortable. So that number should be exponentially higher just based on him dealing with a wrist injury. For sure. I could see his doubles even getting up to – 45, maybe 50s, you know, it's in a full healthy season. Like that, that's definitely doable for him. So he's just a gap to gap dude. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's got a good last name. All right. Who we got next? No, you forgot the other thing. What's a realistic goal for Ty France in the field? Stolen bases. Oh, Jesus Christ. In the field. Gold glove, definitely for Tyson. Zero errors. Zero. Zero. He does not have the yeah. range that Evan White had in the shortened season in getting that gold glove, but the dude had zero errors and has very capable range. And I felt with him not even being in the top three with having a perfect fielding percentage and saving a ton of runs from first base that him not being in the top three for the yeah. gold glove was an absolute slap in the face. That is a slap in the face. And yeah, gold gloves definitely doable. I mean, we're talking about realistic it. goals here, people. Yeah, exactly. Funny stat he's never recorded a stolen base in his career. We're looking for one next year. I <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can it be a game that I'm at? We will, like, you just let us know, like, hey, Coach Red Pod, I know you're going to be at the game tonight. This is the night I'm going to get my stolen base. Make sure you get it. We will put it on Insta, at Coach Red Pod. We've got it for all the fans. We'll play it on a loop for the eternity of time. Don't worry. His 2022 projections, his stolen bases are one. Caught stealings one. All right, Ty. Don't let us down. Two chances. Don't let us down. Good luck. All right, the next guy I'm going to talk about with some realistic expectation, we're going to talk about a new addition, and that's Adam Frazier, 
who was acquired via trade. So stats for Adam Frazier last year, he batted 305. He had an on-base percentage of 368, clocked in with 176 hits, 10 stolen bases, 83 runs, and 36 doubles. So Adam Frazier on this Mariners team it easily slots into the one or two, depending on where they decide to play J.P. Crawford, who batted leadoff majority of the time. Adam Frazier is probably a more realistic option for the leadoff spot, but I wouldn't be surprised if he slots into the number two. So here's what I've got. Last year was at 305. I expect 320 out of him because the Mariners are very, they have a very spacious park. Although it's mainly considered a hitter's park, I think you can find a lot of holes throughout the stadium. I want his OBP to tick up. 12 points he was at 368 I'd like him to be on 380 and I think that is completely feasible his walk rate was higher than it was before when you get into this Mariners team Scott Service is a big control the zone type of guy and he wants guys to take their walks so I expect a little bit of bump there all-star season last year for him before he was traded to the Padres and slumped off I expect 180 hits only four more it's not we're not talking anything crazy here I want him to move around the bases a little bit more. 10 stolen bases last year. Let's, let's, let's ratchet that thing up to 15. It's not much in the grand scheme of things, but I think that with this Mariners team, you're going to have a few guys that are not going to be base dealers. But I think with their young pieces and the athleticness that they have throughout the roster, I would expect that stolen base thing to ratchet up a little bit when I was coaching high school baseball, we did not have the best roster one through nine. But what I tried to do was take advantage and take bases where I could. And that meant taking some risks, trying to snag a base or two. And I think that with the Mariners where they're at, they have the pieces to snag a few more bases than they did last year. Yeah. Scored 83 runs last year. I want to ratchet that up to a nice even century mark because I think that you have the pieces in place behind him, whether he's batting one or two, JP, Ty France, Mitch Hanniger, Kyle Lewis, to be determined free agent. I think that those guys are going to bring him around more than not. And clocked in with 36 doubles last year. I mean, come on, Adam, let's make it 40. It's a good number. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Got to round up at that point. Come on. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. So yeah. I think Adam Frazier, if you mainly go with his stats from last year and just take them up a few points, I think that really brings your Seattle Mariners team to another level, especially with a guy that has high on base percentage. They scored not enough runs last year because they had a negative run differential, but I think that Adam Frazier at the top of your lineup really helps combat that. Definitely. Lefty, is there another newcomer that maybe you want to touch on? Uh, maybe. I think he was like the AL Scion. Is that year. is that good? I don't know. You tell me. I think it's really good, actually. But, yeah, he ended with a, a 284 ERA. I mean, if you're, if you're in the threes right that. now, yeah. if you're in the threes right now, you are a very good pitcher in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I could see him going back to back two eight fours. 
back-to-back AL Cy Young of the Years. Um, would love to see it, really. Uh, he ended with 284 strikeouts. Or 248. Sorry, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> um, he was reading it from right to left. So yeah, left exactly. Right. Opposite always. Here's the other thing is Robbie Ray... I saw in his first 100 starts, granted, don't quote me on this, but I believe that he was third in whiff rate, which is missing missing strikes in the zone. And he's behind the likes of Chris Sale. So, I mean, oh. Chris Sale in his prime was an absolute stud, and Robbie Ray is right there. Granted, you're looking at a guy that moves from Toronto to Seattle, and Toronto – paid uh a guy from san francisco starts with an s it's not stefanski we're not talking about the cleveland browns now. <laughs> but uh was he, it the shortstop no it was there it was their pitcher that oh, was above God. average and they paid Five Not mil Joey. less for him on the same type of deal as the Mariners paid for Robbie Ray, and I think that is a gross mistake yeah. by the Blue Jays, which actually bodes super well for the Seattle. <laughs> yeah, we we like to see that. I I really do. He was thirteen and seven, fifteen and six, maybe an extra a start in there. Yeah, a couple wins. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. All yeah, right. I, I like it. I'm going to go to Young Buck here, which now it's had a fanfare around him going into the season, I think. And it's a guy that I think can have a lot higher expectations than most of the national media wants to put out there. But guess what? We're not the national media. We are your preferred spot for northwest teams yes sir follow the podcast follow, follow it. us like legitimately before i t- start talking about this player i'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant can you all just follow me on twitter i need some more play this is bs i've been like slaving over here come on hey, all i need is nine thousand nine hundred and seventy five more Twitter followers to hit the 10K mark. Like, do your part and follow it. But the guy that we're going to talk about, underestimated, like myself, Coach Red, at the real Coach Red on Twitter, is Cal Raleigh. And Cal Raleigh came up about midseason, was in a rotation with Luis Torrens and Tom Murphy, Ended up getting a little bit more playing time, splitting a little bit more Tom Murphy down the stretch. But this is a guy that got kicked out of a triple-A game in the ninth inning when they were up by nine runs, arguing balls and strikes. This guy is a guy that will fight for your team. He is very scrappy. Yes, sir. So last year with Cal Raleigh, only 139 plate appearances for the Seattle Mariners. He had 25 hits. 12 of those were doubles, two home runs, and he batted 180. What I'm looking for Cal Raleigh is really to take a step forward. I want him to catch 60% of the games next year. I think this is a guy that the pitching staff can trust, and I think that he is 
very good defensively and has really amplified that over the years in the minor league system. Very good defensive catcher. But he also has some spot pop. He's a switch hitter. He can do a lot of things at the plate. Let's get to the plate. I'm on about 225. That's only a 45 tick up in the average. If you have a catcher in today's major league that bats 225, you have a pretty decent catcher. I mean, Mike Zanino was batting below the Mendoza line for the Mariners for years, goes to Tampa Bay, ends up putting the ball at the park a little bit more, but his average is still around the same. The dude's an all-star, so if he could bat around 225, I am totally for that. So last year, he had 12 doubles, two home runs. I'm expecting with an uptick in playing time, I'm not going to classify if he's going to hit doubles, home runs, whatever. If he's batting in 60% of the games, I want at minimum 35 extra base hits, whether that equates to minimum two home runs that he hit last year in 33 doubles. Oh no, 32 doubles. Maybe throw maybe sprinkle in a triple there. I don't know. But I Cherry want 35 top. extra base hits or more from Caleb Raleigh last year, well, next year. And I think that he is totally capable of doing that. Yeah. Young guy just wants to play ball. I mean, and I he's think he's just the gritty guy. Doesn't wear batting gloves, I, I believe. Just doesn't need them. Who needs the flash? I want to feel the grain of the wood, my <laughs> so while, I, while I wrote this double down the line. <laughs> double down the line. Give it to me. <laughs> All right. The next guy we got is, uh, I believe, soon to be captain of the team. I think I it think already is. Yeah, I think it's already. Uh, it has been decided. Yeah, it's decided. Uh, JP, MFN Crawford. I was about ready to throw an MFN. You beat me to it. <laughs> JP, MFN Crawford. Swag monster. Yeah, guys just the Dripping. most fun to watch. You love Dripping this. and swag. Yeah, always swagging. Hit 273 last year. I'd like to get that up to 290, maybe 300. If you can get two guys Drop around the strike out at the top of your bit. lineup, they are going to score a buttload of runs. Yeah. That, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to say buttload. An assload of runs. <laughs> but drop the strikeouts. He was at 114 this year. Get I it, mean, get it under the hitting center. one. Yeah, hit it. When you're hitting at one, it's – you're kind of due to have a little bit more strikeouts. You're the first guy seeing, seeing pitches, really. Guys at their best. So, if those could drop below, the, yeah, the century mark, that'd be great. Maybe bump the doubles up a little bit more to 45 from 37. Yep. A couple more doubles. Don't really I, – I don't think – he really needs more home runs. I mean, home runs are always nice, but as a leadoff, you're just leadoff or two. We're not yeah. sure where he's going to slot in this next year. True, but as one of those top guys in the lineup, they are uh, 
Oh, and the lefty too. <laughs> Another gold glove lefty. Yeah, take the, uh, take the hints. <laughs> I, I'm just gold on the hat. Yeah, I'm sliding a glove. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. He got robbed last year. You need to get better at gold glove. Yeah, true. Lefty, quick question. Why did you pick all the gold glove candidates to talk about? I want to talk about gold glove candidates too. Like, I don't I've know. Got, I honestly I had feeling statistics it. up the yang sitting over here, but you're just sitting there. Uh, I forgot Ty France. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's great. Um, uh, JP he Crawford. He, he's he's really him. good at fielding. He's won a gold glove. Uh, maybe he shouldn't win one next year, but maybe he could. <laughs> Just bomb dropped on me. Yeah, gold gloves for the Mariners. Gold gloves. We love them. A lot of we want all gold. I love gold. I want nine gold gloves. Yeah, that'd be great. You'd be due for a World Series at that point. Oh. No one could score any runs because there's so much defense. <laughs> defense 12 nothing ball games. 12 nothing ball games. <laughs> Average. Give me Christmas. All right. Who we got next? Uh, next, we got a guy that sprung onto the scene. And the Mariners won a lot of games behind him, and that's Logan Gilbert. So last year, he ended up pitching 119 innings, six wins, five losses, 4.68 ERA. We watched now, his first start. We were there. He pitched well, but didn't get deep into the game. And I'm looking for him to get uh, deeper into games, especially as he gets more nuances of the major league game. And I think he's got a ceiling of being Marco Gonzalez, maybe even a little bit better. I don't know if he ever projects as that true ace, but he's definitely one of the better number twos in the league. But here's a stat that I want to throw out. Pitched in 119 innings. He had 128 strikeouts, 28 walks. Yeah. That is crazy for a rookie. Crazy. All right. So six wins last year. Gilbert slots in right now at your number four. He was pitching I see it. at the number three spot last year. I expect Logan Gilbert to get 12 wins. He was at 128 Ks. I want to ratchet that up a little bit with more innings underneath his belt. I didn't want to go too crazy. I'm talking realistic here, folks. I want yeah, 150 Ks. Uh, with all the extra innings pitched, I only want two more walks. I'm calling for 30 walks. He was a 4.6 ADRA. I want him to be four below, and I think that is feasible. If you're below four in today's MLB, you are a viable top-end starter, and if you're yeah. below three, you are an absolute set-it-and-forget it ace. I think he's a guy that's going to continue to progress, and I think he's going to knock off .68 off that ERA. And last year, he was right around a one win above replacement. I'm looking at him to be a 1.5, and if he nails – these projections that I have for him, I think that even ratchets ratchets him up to the two to the two and a half 
wins above replacement. If you can get that above your num- on your number four starter in the rotation, you are making the playoffs. Playoffs? playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? playoffs? <laughs> yeah. We like to see Gilbert. Big Gilbert. Country boy. What's up, Gail? <laughs> All right. Take us home, Lefty. Last, Last guy. But not least. Certainly not the least. Certainly not. We got Marco Gonzalez. He was the ace of your team. Now he's slotting in the number two after you bring in a Cy Young winner. Like, yeah. shut the front door. This guy, I've said for years, has been a 1A. Just a notch below a number one starter. And now you slot yeah. him into the number two when you bring a bona fide Cy Young winner and Robbie Ray. And this guy is going to dominate other teams' number twos. For sure. Because he, he was all in the zone with aces. Yeah. And like he struggled at the beginning of the season a little had a bit. Kid. Yeah. Had a kid and then turned injury. into a dad and was uh... not getting any sleep. Had a, had a little bit of injury bug hit him yeah and then just turned it around 10 and 6 396 era which could have been a lot worse really early in the year, wasn't yeah it? it wasn't looking good it, i think it was at one point he didn't get super deep into games and i think he was above a five for a good yeah. chunk of the season and it's hard to recover from that really and he he turned it around and I mean, I could see a three, three, five would be really nice. Three, five out of your number two. Any, yeah. any team in Major League Baseball would take that. Yeah. I mean, even a three, seven at the, at the max would be ideal, but, and maybe bump the win loss to two to one. Yeah, exactly. A two to one ratio right there and strikeouts from 108, maybe up to 120, 125, maybe higher if you're healthy the whole season. And last year, compared to the COVID short year, I mean, granted, I think he only had about 10, 15 starts, 10 to 15 in the COVID short year. I mean, he had sing. Uh, he walked nine batters. Yeah. And then in this first game of the season, he walked three, and I was like losing my mind watching that game. Like, <laughs> what is going on? Are we in inception right now? Is the top spinning? I need to know if it's gonna fall. <laughs> yeah, for real. I saw three walks in the first game, and I couldn't believe it. So that walk number should go back to the norm for him, which is extremely low. He pitches to contact extremely well. Yeah. He, him at number two is just insane. I feel bad for the rest of the American League. No way I don't because we haven't been to the playoffs in 20 plus years. So like us um, here shortly, the Mariners playoff drink can enjoy a cocktail. Yes. Come on, Mariners. Take it home. Bring baseball back. Jeez. Bring, hey, Rob Manfred. Um, Rob. I was going to say something. 
really bad, but I refrained. So I'm going to. I think that it Rob Manfred has handled this whole situation so terribly bad, and it's like making me harken back for Bud Seeley, who I'm not a big fan of either. Like <laughs> Rob Manfred, let us enjoy baseball again. We hate you with a passion. Yeah, we don't like you, Rob. Pitchers and catchers are supposed to be reporting right now, but now they're just reporting to nothing because of you, Rob. We hate you. We hate you, but I think we laid out some very good realistic expectations for a lot of key Mariners players. Definitely. We admittedly did not touch the bullpen because bullpens are so fickle and you cannot project success one year to another. We can look at the year the Mariners were the number one bullpen, bring everyone back but one player, and then they are at the bottom half. So we did not touch the bullpen with a 10-foot pole on purpose so no, we don't thank like guys you. that you could realistically look at and we don't want to throw anything out there it's like oh yeah i think that ty france this year is totally in line for 78 home runs no problem <laughs> put it write it in stone mvp mvp so we wanted to throw out some realistic expectations but if these mariners that we discussed today hit what we have laid out there for them Go ahead, write it down on a piece of paper, put it on the bulletin board, look at it every morning in the mirror, and that's your goals. If you hit these, the Mariners are no doubt making the playoffs next year. Lay a bet on them. You'll bet win big. Oh, I'm planning on it. <laughs> win I, big. I think that's going to about wrap it up for our Mariners episode tonight. As always, Follow us on the social media. You can find me on Twitter at the real coach red on Instagram at the real underscore coach red lefty. Where you at at lefty France on Twitter at D France 13 on Instagram. Follow the pod at coach red pod. Do it, do it, do it. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Let's get it. Also quick, quick uh, production note for y'all and a little bit of strong arming for me on lefty. No offense here, but on the Instagram for Coach Red Pod, there will be at minimum three posts a week and yeah. at least the same for the Twitter. So go ahead and follow those things. Give us your feedback. If you've got ideas that you want to hit us up, hit us up on either one. We will take a look at them. If they are feasible and interesting to us, we will talk about them on the podcast. We will, We would love to interact with all of our fans out there. And if your ideas suck, well, we're not going to talk about them. So suck get it. better ideas. Sucks <laughs> to suck, as I always say. <laughs> if, you're, if you suck, suck it. <laughs> if you suck, <laughs> suck it. And as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Peace.